when people who really love you and who really believe in you will understand and it will be tough in the beginning but they will understand and they will just want you to be happy and and want you to grow into the person that you need to be and and you can't you can't ha- carry what do you call a dead weight yeah. you know what i mean yeah. like you can't do that because if you're being weighed down, how can you bring anybody else up? So you got to be good before anything. Yes. You know, because you can't bring people up if you're not okay. Mm-hmm. And um, that's that's a big thing. Let's get the show started, man. I want to talk about failing forward, about being inspired. I want to talk about giving people their space so they can grow. If you're not contributing to their growth. How can someone grow if you're not contributing to their growth, if you're not giving them space to grow? Shout out to her, man. I I really appreciate that, man. Because everybody needs space. Everybody needs their time. Everybody has a period in life where they have to be alone in order to grow. (laughs) That's why sometimes when y'all don't see episodes from the podcast, I'm healing, I'm growing, I'm learning, I'm experiencing life. Life can be a lot. It's a lot of information that we're retaining right now in this place, in this space that we're living in. And (laughs) you got to give people space to grow if you want them to be the best that they can be so they can contribute to you. You don't want no you don't want to be a hindrance to nobody and you don't want to be hindering nobody else by not giving them space. Hey, thank you all for tuning in, man. Make sure y'all share the show. Subscribe to the show. We got a few dope topics, dope discussions that we're going to have today. And I appreciate y'all, man. Let's get to the business. I hope y'all enjoyed the show with Steve, Dumb and Dumber, that we released Saturday. I hope y'all enjoyed the two brothers, Illegal Substances in the White House, that was released Sunday. But today, this episode is me alone for inspirational purposes only, because I don't do these podcasts to entertain y'all. I do these podcasts to strike perspective. Objective perspective to hopefully something that I say you value. And when you catch it, it alters your life. It alters your mood. It put a smile on your face and you're inspired to continue to move forward. And we're going to have some topics of discussion today that I think is very important. I want to talk about The decisions being made in the White House. I got to talk about that affirmative action. I have to talk about affirmative action. I just have to. I think I'm going to start the podcast off with that. I want to give my perspective on Ice Cube and uh, the big three. And a book that I read while I was on vacation called The Stolen Focus and what it means to keep your focus, to have deep thought and to have a flow state. To, to obtain a flow state, to stay in flow in life. 
in a positive direction. And I want to play a couple of my songs of the weeks, man. But first off, I want to talk about uh, affirmative action. I want to get right into that. And the reason I want to get into that, because I want to talk about they just found, man, they just found cocaine in the White House. And these people that we perceive to be our leaders are using illegal substances. And they make the decisions on our lives. We got to hold people more accountable than we do. As of recently, since Obama been gone, Obama probably to me was the last presidential president that spoke like a leader, that spoke uh, like a, a person that deserved his position. Now, it was a point in my life when I didn't have that much accountability for my actions, and I thought that presidents and I inherited this really But I thought presidents and people of power Are supposed to do something for me Like they owed me something When in all reality it's just a job Like any other job The United States have a structure That this country has to abide by And I used to be like Obama didn't do enough for the country He didn't have to do nothing Well not for the country For black people But he was the president of the country he didn't have to do nothing at all for the black people. He had to do for all people. And some people may disagree with me. Fine, if you do, or whatever, though. But you will come to learn that nobody owes you nothing. You have to hold yourself accountable first. And people hinder themselves in life for not holding themselves accountable first. But I'm going to read some of these things of some of these powerful players who uh, had a take on affirmative action being removed and who brought it to the light for it to be removed. I'm going to speak on that also. But first, I want to talk about, I want to play the audio and read the uh, read the tweet of Cornell West, what he had to say. And I'm going to read some more people also. But first, we're going to start off with Cornell West. What a sad day. This is another attack on black people. Let us prepare for a more intensive fight. Here is my statement on affirmative action on my sister Dana Bash's CNN show. That's what Cornell West had to say. Another attack on black people from the political powers. When I think about that affirmative action, was it for black people? Yes But did it help more than black people Yes Did it hinder Other races Yes Did it help And hinder black people Yes Is it an outdated Thing Something new should come Yes Is it fair that uh, we have to go through what we go through on a daily basis and then not have opportunities come our way that we can take advantage of? Yes. Do we appreciate those opportunities that are presented to us? No. Because we will act different. Let me read another tweet. This one is from 
Governor DeSantis that's running for the Republican seat so he can become the next president. The governor of Florida. College admissions should be based on merit and applications, should not be judged on their race or ethnicity. The Supreme Court has correctly upheld the Constitution and ended discrimination by colleges and universities. Sleepy. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be racism. That's why African-American individuals are asking for reparations. Because it shouldn't be. It shouldn't have been. But the people who wasn't discriminated against benefited from us being discriminated against. They benefited from that. Did we take advantage of the benefit of affirmative action? Again, no. Should there be more benefits so we can get college degrees? Yes. I think a form of reparations could be free education to all high school graduates. That's African-American. Tax breaks. Multiple things that could be uh, reparations. They could have took away affirmative action and, and, and made another law. That could have contributed to the people who they perceive built this country. But I think differently. I'm going to get into it, though, but I'm going to read another tweet. This is Obama. Obama's response to affirmative action. Like any policy, affirmative action wasn't perfect, but it allowed generations of students like Michelle and me to prove we belong. Now it's up to all of us to give young people the opportunities they deserve and help students everywhere benefit from new perspectives. That's true. It's different ways and it should be new ways that African-Americans can benefit from new perspectives, new ways, new views, new things to value. I like what Charles Barkley did and uh, he's giving money to Auburn to continue that it is diverse and diversity and inclusion is important in this country because if this country is not diverse and certain cultures of individuals are not included then it'll look like (laughs) a different totally different country because things are being accepted that normally not was accepted previously but I agree with that, Obama. I agree with what Obama said. He, he spoke intelligently, though. Affirmative actions had some good things. It included some people. But now it's time for new perspectives. The last one. <laughs> the guy that everybody hates and some people love. Donald Trump. This was his perspective. This is a great day for America. People with Extraordinary ability and everything else necessary for success, including future greatness for our country, are finally being rewarded. This is the ruling everyone was waiting and hoping for. Who is everyone? Everyone that you can agree with, that you communicate with, the people that you communicate with, but not everyone, not every single person. I've had this discussion about affirmative action with a lot of people, and I'm not even a high school graduate, but I care. I care about the future. 
My wife has master's degrees. I have friends that went to college. And uh, I'm concerned about the college campuses being diverse. I'm concerned about people being placed in their appropriate places. Affirmative action might have helped certain people out that placed them in places they wasn't even qualified to be in. But my thoughts in closing on affirmative action is that it was a good thing. It was something that needs to be altered. And uh, I just hope and pray that something new comes along that creates inclusion and fairness in this country because the United States is an experiment, dog. It's multiple races and multiple people here And we just see how we get along And see how we operate together And I just wish for the best for this country Because I'm American I appreciate being in America And I love this country And I just want us to continue to move forward And not lose our place in the status of the world So I'm going to move forward in the conversation uh, y'all know we was monetized I haven't done a show since we got monetized I haven't done a individual show Since the monetization So man make sure you share the show You like the show You comment on the show You help contribute to the show You don't have to just send a cash app now And I know the cash app down there Wavy Neutron But if you want to contribute to the show You can hit the super chat Also And leave a donation If you really rocking with your boy But also, we got merch, man. And y'all know I like to get fresh. Y'all know I like to get fly. And I'm just going to show y'all a few pieces of the merch. bottom of the screen if y'all want to get y'all a few of those pieces y'all want to go to the flyest.org and get you a few of those pieces man it's more than what i showed on there i love some of the pieces they're dope i'm gonna have some uh copies of the pieces finally come to me boxes of them and i'm gonna do some sort of reward system where i can give somebody a t-shirt a hat a sweater some joggers or whatever and man just keep Contributing to the show, keep helping us elevate, man, because we're going to keep elevating with or without you. Not saying that I don't appreciate your contribution, but 
it's gonna keep moving forward regardless, dog. We're gonna be in stadiums doing this podcast here soon, having these inspirational discussions. Real talk. But one thing I want to talk to y'all about, you know, this podcast is called for inspirational purposes only. I'm going to get into one trending topic before I get up off of her and I'm going to play a song of the week, a couple of records. But this is for inspirational purposes only. So I read a dope book. Super dope book. Let me play some music so I can catch a vibe. It's called Stolen Focus. I know most of the time I put the audio on the, the platform because I listen to books and Audible and I read books. But stolen focus There it is on the screen If you're listening to the audio version Got the book on the screen this time By Johan Hari The book is Why You Can't Pay Attention And How to Think Deeply You wonder why you ain't accomplishing What you set out to accomplish But we're steadily Doing things that uh, don't benefit us Don't benefit the growth of us as human beings We, we steadily Focused on social media We steadily uh, Wanting to be entertained Watching sporting events and all of that type of stuff But we're not reading We're not elevating We're not educating ourselves That should be our main focus Stolen Focus People are attempting to steal your focus and you are allowing them to. So you want a phone that can't go online at all, he said. Why would you want that? The second response, which this man offered next, was a kind of low-level panic on my behalf. What will you do in an emergency? He asked. It doesn't seem right. I asked... What emergency will require me to get online? What's going to happen? I'm not the President of the United States. I don't have to issue orders if Russia invades Ukraine. Anything, he said. Anything could happen. I kept explaining to the people my age, I was 39 at the time, that we'd spent half our lives without phones, so it shouldn't be so hard to picture returning to the way we'd lived for so long. Nobody seemed to find this persuasive. And the third response was envy. People began to fantasise about what they would do with all the time they spent on their phones if it was all suddenly freed up. They started by listing the number of hours that Apple's screen time option told them they spent on their phones every day. For the average American, it's three hours and 15 minutes. We touch our phones 2,617 times every 24 hours. Sometimes they would wistfully mention something they'd loved and had abandoned, playing the piano, say and stare off into the distance. That was the intro of the book. He went to Massachusetts to recover because he realized that he, his focus was being stolen. People was utilizing his focus and he couldn't utilize it himself. So when you're giving attention to something, attention has become a currency now. When you give attention to this podcast and those ads come up, your attention is paying me. When you give attention to YouTube, it's paying YouTube. All these platforms is getting paid from your attention, but you're not getting paid from your attention. So he had to 
remove himself from the world and the things and the phones and the devices. And he took three months off in Massachusetts and went silent. And when he went silent, he realized the world kept going without him. Nothing changed. Nothing dramatic happened. I'm not missing anything. But all that time that I was giving to something else that was being, uh, that was using me and making money off of me, now I can use that time on myself and uh, benefit myself on the time that I have. Real spill. A, a, a world where you've got an elite who are becoming extremely rich out of manipulating us. And this is not just true of, of the tech industry, food industry. We talked about the people who manufacture these pollutants, many other factors. Um, and then a kind of mass who are degraded, as Tristan put it, you know, where we upgraded technology and downgraded humans. People are degraded, debased. Their ability to pay attention is invaded. We don't have to accelerate. We don't have to accelerate towards that future. We don't have to accept that future. There is another future we can choose where there are very practical changes that are not crazy, wild-eyed, you know, utopian solutions, very practical things that are being done in different parts of the world where we can choose to live in a slower, saner way where deep focus is possible. Some people be like, Trev, why do you care about focus so much? To achieve what you want to achieve and obtain the things that you want to obtain and to learn more and to progress, you got to be focused. Think about your day and think about how much time you're deeply focused on something that's benefiting you. People wake up, pick up their phone, boom, instantly on Instagram, trying to get instant gratification. <laughs> then they go eat something, boom, taking pictures of the food, posted it and going out to work or whatever and getting off work and and uh, watching a sporting event or going to the mall, buying clothes. Every, everything is not beneficial towards you. You can't focus. So your focus is being stolen, but the people who is stealing your focus is monetizing your focus instead of you doing it. That's all I got to say in that, man. That's real spill. I hope that inspires some people. I hope that inspires some changes in your life because I know a lot of people that will watch this show and watch this channel. Uh, focus is stolen. And it could be better you somewhere else i'm gonna play my song of the week and we're gonna continue the discussion thank y'all for tuning in man let's go it was keys I always felt like a cloud of death among us niggas get it snatched by the wind we ain't no choice but to roll with Too fast.
fire, fire, fire record. Shout out to Black Odyssey, man. They're supposed to be going on tour soon. Uh, they didn't pay for that promotion or whatever, but at the end of the day, I like the record. I always do a song of the week record, and we moving forward in the conversation. And I want to talk about masters in music and uh, people selling their masters. And uh, hip hop is in such an uneducational place with a lot of people that I don't like to call idiots or slow or doing things that are not beneficial to themselves, but taking a quick dollar that is crazy. And, and uh, Slim Thug spoke on Master P as of recently and saying that Master P is broke and he looks bad. I just seen Master P at the BT Awards. He looked like he was doing good with me. Romeo said that P was broke also, his own son. We talked about it on this channel. And selling masters. What is your thought process on selling masters? Like, should you own your music forever and, and have money forever? Or should you just sell it and get you a bag right now? Or will it be worth more later? Or will it be worth less? Things might degrade or devalue themselves. So it's just, we're living in crazy times. But I want to play the thing that Young Thug, not Young Thug, Slim Thug said. And I want to converse about it with y'all. Like, that's just how we everybody else did it. So that's how people think that it should be. Man, you should sell your masters. You shouldn't sell your masters, man. You shouldn't sell your masters, man. Like, it shouldn't have never been like that. You should always, everybody should always have owned their masters. If you're a rapper, you should own your art. Everybody, singer, whatever the f you is, music business, if you do music, you should never not be getting paid for the music you created. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're a motherfucker, if you put an album out, you know what I'm saying? You should get paid off your album for the rest of your life. Because it's not getting paid off they Because it's broke. Why white people getting paid off they shit 20 years later? They don't understand that it ain't about right now. It's just not about right now. Think about this. Still tipping, how hot still tipping is right now? How motherfuckers is still talking about still tipping? How the motherfucking Astros, how the motherfucking, think about that right now, still tipping. Now, if you would have went out as a young, if I would go out as a youngster, man, I'm going to sell this whole, I'm going to sell my masters to this. I want to learn the game. I want to learn the, the business. So here, white take my masters and just, Give me crumbs and then just teach me the business, which they'll never teach you anyway. And they gonna still say they spent all your money up anyway when it's time to pay you. So you're not gonna get nothing because they gonna f over you like they f over the the, the the temptations and singing motherfuckers, like they f over whoever your favorite motherfucking singer was is in the '70s. How they f over the the '50s, the '60s. How Big Red was f over. This shit ain't never not been getting. Over man, y'all been getting over from the beginning of time. So to jump in that same line is stupidest. You see what I'm saying? The Trevor Jackson podcast. Uh, corporate America is about uh, profit for whatever you have to bring to the table. 
in all aspects of business, somebody is getting effed over in the words of Slim Thug. You're not going to sell anything that you're not getting a profit off of. You're not going to buy anything. Okay, a lot of black people do do this, and I've done it too, so I'm not just speaking on y'all. We buy things that doesn't benefit us, that doesn't have no profit value for us. Mm. But in business, everybody is getting effed over in some sort of capacity. When I buy this this, this shirt, say it was 30 bucks. Somebody got it for 19. The store ain't going to let you put it in a store for a, a less than a dollar. They got to make something too. Every way and everything it, it's a is capitalism. Everything has to be profitable. So he's saying uh you shouldn't sell your masters. Do what's in your best interest, man. Quit worrying about other people. Me, I don't need to worry about other people. Sell your stuff, buy buy your stuff, do whatever you want to with it. And what you created, you do what's in your best interest with what you created. I don't give a damn what nobody doing. Because at the end of the day, they're going to do it regardless. I'm going to switch the topic up, man. But I'm going to stay in that realm of hip hop. And, uh... The streets. I want to talk about the streets for a moment. And uh, I want to talk about artists getting locked up for a moment. Because that's why I said I don't care what people do. Do what you do. Do what's in your best interest. Because when I was growing up and coming up in my community, it wasn't no gangs. It wasn't no criminal stuff around, but it became that. And I didn't see that as beneficial, so I didn't become a part of it. I never was a gangster or wanted to be a gangster. When I was in the the hood I grew up in, I just wanted to get some money so I could get out. That's all I wanted. And a lot of my friends got locked up. A lot of my friends that's locked up probably don't like me because I don't send people money that get locked up because they put themselves in that position. I know some people be like, that's wrong, man. Why you didn't see send cuz a hundred dollars, a thousand dollars, fifty dollars? Man, I don't like the streets. I don't like what it has become. And I never liked it when I was a part of it. But I was listening to a person talk about the truth about being a gangster that just got sentenced to 15 years tell you what comes with being tough or being a gangster they don't tell you you lose your family you lose your kids people lose you out of their memory bank you know what I'm saying out of sight out of mind you know family members die you're all alone they don't tell you that they 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 tell you to um to put the work in and and this is what we doing. This is dope. Casting over two times just got sentenced to fifteen years. I seen where his lady was on Instagram talking about she's gonna hold him down for that amount of time. But the truth about being a gangster, nothing's positive that comes from it. Nothing. 
when nothing positive come from it, why would you want to be it? It's other options out here. Uh, people say that, Trev, you seen life differently. Why are you talking about people bad about people like that? I'm not because they have the same opportunities. They just got to choose it. They got to choose themselves. That's what I'm going to end this podcast with. For inspirational purposes only. We talked about the book. Your focus is being stolen. We talked about being a gangster ain't what it's cracked up to be. We talked about affirmative action and how it's good things in it and it's bad things in it. But you know what? You will not have to deal with none of these situations in life if you choose yourself. Jackson.